Good afternoon. My name is Bill Clark, and welcome to the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast. The Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast is a weekly or, or monthly interview show focused upon the reinvention of the lives of each interviewee as a result of or inspired by life-changing illnesses that have now become part of their daily existence. In each case, the interviewee has used his or her illness from cancer to strokes to depression and neurological disorders, for example, as an impetus for personal growth. And this afternoon, I have a very special friend and a top flight drummer, a top flight jazz musician. I've known him for quite some time. He's pretty funny and a very caring individual. His name is Richard Pearson. Hey, Richard, say hello. Hey, how's everybody? Everybody's hello. well. Everybody's well. And how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good today. Well, first of all, I'm uh, I'm glad to be alive, breathing in and out, and uh, so it's a good day. Good, you know? good, 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 yeah. good, good. That's wonderful, yeah. man. So you know, um, Richard is a drummer. He's a musician. His genres, he plays, man, he plays music. He plays rock. He plays jazz. He plays blues. He plays rhythm and rhythm and, um, what's the other one? Rhythm and, rhythm and blues and also R&B, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. I just, um, I just think <clears throat> the word is so big, that word music, and it encompasses, uh, a lot of uh, different things, mm-hmm. and uh, if one would open his mind up to explore, uh, there'd be a lot better understanding of your fellow man uh, and uh, other cultures uh, through music. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can't tell the story of our differences and our similarities. Mm-hmm. And I think our similarities are very important, especially in this day and time, with the world being so small now because of uh, the uh, internet and uh, air travel and stuff like that. We need to uh, uh, we need to take each other in on a positive note and uh, try to make this thing work. Right, right, right. Wow. Yeah, that's. I, I follow you, man. I get it. I get it. So, Richard, you how long have you been playing music, man? Let me see. I'm 57 now. So, let's say um, a little over 50 years. Wow, man. And wow, I've yeah. I've been doing this, you know. And I didn't happen to it. It happened to me. It's hmm. just... Uh, 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 one of those things that uh, uh, I caught on to, and I uh, just kept uh, doing it. I guess, like some people would say, that was their purpose or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But I love it, and uh, I take everything it has, bitter to sweet or whatever, the feast or the famine. Mm-hmm. It's just who I am, I and you. I'm glad for it. 
Thank you for that. Wow. You know, so let's listen to a little bit of your music here. Let's have the audience see what we're talking about here. I got a little bit of music here and of yours, and I'm going to play some, and then we can discuss it. And then, if you like, we could talk a little bit about depression. Have you suffered from depression? I think that's what we talked about earlier this week. Uh, yes, I have uh, suffered from uh, depression, and I, I still do. Wow. wow, wow. And, uh, uh, right now, I'm in therapy. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I have a therapist, and um, I, I deal with it uh, best I can. I didn't know I were, had depression. Mm -hmm. And I had an interview or something with a with, with a doctor, uh -huh. and uh, they told me that I was clinically depressed. And now that I look back on it, you know, I was. You know, I can understand where it was coming from. You know, I had dark thoughts. I had a lot of tragedy mm -hmm. uh, over the last 10, 15 years or so. Yeah. I, I lost my wife. Lost my uh, nuclear family, my brother, my mother, and my father, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it was just, um, uh, you know, I went homeless for a minute, you know, mm -hmm. and I had to fight to kind of like get back uh, to who I was. Yeah, but there were moments where it was pretty hairy, and uh, the therapy helped immensely, and uh, Determination and uh, faith uh, helped uh, also, and I'm doing much better. You know, I'm able to function now and do my work and do my uh, music and my artwork, and things are better. If anybody can take anything from what I said, um, I remember this interview with uh, the great basketball coach, Jim Valvano. Mm hmm and he made a speech. He was dying from cancer. He made this speech. And at the end of it, he says, uh, never give up. Never, ever, right, ever right, give up. Right. That's, my, that's my model, too, Richard. I, I live by that. You know, we live by that because, I don't know, things can look real bad, but you can uh, overcome it, mm -hmm. you know. All right. Uh, 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 he, the human brain is, is like the most amazing thing in the known universe. Right. So anything can be done. Right, right, right. You know? Let's listen to some of your music if I can, if I can, if I can um, cue it up here. Hold on one second. Who was that, man? Who was that? That's a woman named Jackie Johnson. Uh -huh. And uh, her and I work together, you know, uh, often, you know, sometimes. And uh, I've known her for a long time, probably whew, 40 years or so. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know who else is on that particular date. I think it may have been from uh, this jazz club called the DLB Lounge that uh, closed recently uh, in Montclair. And what I did there was I had like a, a, a steady thing going on for three or four years. And I would bring guest artists then mm-hmm. uh, weekly. I bring like a uh, a renowned artist. Like I had people like uh, Ed Cherry, the great guitarist of mm-hmm. Dizzy Gillespie thing. Mm-hmm. I've had um, George Brave, uh, Blue Note, and uh, recording artists. Just just a whole slew of guys, man. You know that I played with as a side man and. Uh, played gigs with them and they were gracious enough to come uh, when I invited them. I had a series that was called Jazz on the Avenue. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're from my town, when you say the Avenue, that means Bloomfield Avenue. Mm-hmm. And it was at the DA, at DLV Lounge. It was quite an experience. Wow. wow, wow. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. What yeah. so, so what happened to the we were talking the other day, you were telling me there's no more DLV lounge, is that correct? No, uh the owner, uh, you know, the good guy, uh George Maribel, had the place for over fifty years and he inherited it uh inherited it from his father. So the DLV has a long history mm-hmm. in my Claire. Mm-hmm. And He's like 83 years old or something, and uh, he decided he needed to relax because he's a hard-working guy, hands-on guy <clears throat> that came in every night uh, until closing. Wow. So he sold the liquor license, mm-hmm. right? And now uh, the place is going to be uh marijuana dispensary. Oh, oh another one. Continue. Wow. You know, which he'll, yeah, he still owns the, the, the building and everything. He's just changing business, something that might be a little less hard on him, mm-hmm. you know, as he goes into uh, uh, that age. You know, yeah. it's funny how these, these marijuana uh, retail stores are popping up like everywhere, like a McDonald's or something. They're everywhere. I have a lot well, of them over, um, out here. And um, it's amazing, you know, you know how, you know, time, you know, and uh, the progression of people's lives. And now they accept marijuana as a recreational drug. Yeah, what amazes me is, and I guess you might say I'm old school or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I would have never thought I'd see the day where you could walk into the store and buy marijuana. Mm Mm-hmm for recreational uh, places. I know there's been a movement for legalization for quite a while uh, from quite a few uh, different people and organizations. But I think that, you know, let's look at uh, the prohibition period where liquor was illegal uh, for a while. Marijuana was illegal for a long time. Cocaine was once legal, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like that. So my point is uh, the law changes, but people don't. People don't change. Mm. You understand what I mean? Yes. Human I- being than the human being uh, for tens of thousands of years. So 
laws change and everything like that. The best thing I can say is stay true to yourself when you navigate these waters of uh, existence and, and, and uh, being uh, living within uh, society, so mm-hmm. to speak. Just be yourself. Right, right, you right. Know? So I got, and, a, uh, I got a question for you. So let's talk a little bit about you, you know. So Richard also is a painter. And he's a painter, and he studied music at Juilliard in New York and Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Out of those two institutions, which one would you say you gained the most? Well, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> uh, my other studies included playing with uh, great musicians such as uh, John Patton. Mm-hmm. Doug Karn, uh, you know, and the, the list goes on and on. Like the people I played with, Gracia Marker the Third, mm-hmm. Lionel Hampton, uh, and it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was like firsthand. John Orr, the, the great bassist with Thelonious Monk, mm-hmm. he recorded the classic Blue Monk album, and. You know, working with those guys uh, were, were, was as educational as uh, the Juilliards or the Berkeley Colleges of Music. Uh, and uh, getting, it, it was like I was young and I got what I was going to school for actually firsthand, you know, as far as experience goes. Mm-hmm. And the theory and the harmony from Berkeley and all of that helped me become a composer <clears throat> as far as, uh, uh, you know, uh, more so a composer than a player. Mm-hmm. Okay. So talk talk to me a little bit about um, this thing with depression. Like, how did you yeah. get to the point where you said, you know what, like you said, you didn't know you had depression. And I think you right. said that what led to it was your, your wife's, um, when your wife passed away. Yes. Yes, that was a big thing because, you know, that was the first time that I learned not to take even the smallest things for uh, for granted, mm-hmm. you know? It's like you, you figure, you know, things will be there, but there, there's an old saying like in the Bible, you know, the Lord giveth and he taketh away, mm-hmm. you know? And... uh that's just like, it's common sense. You know, we're all going to go through some things. And each lesson uh, prepares you for the next, if you learn how to deal with it or take it in the right way. Mm-hmm. So uh, my thing is uh, I don't take anything for granted, anything good, like friendship, like your friendship and all like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I cherish it. Mm-hmm. We never know when uh, uh, when our number is called. Right, so right, right. You have to be. Uh, you have to live like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier. It makes the depression easier. Uh, you come to terms with your mortality, and you come to terms with uh, your your thing. You come to terms with with life, mm-hmm. and life has its own terms. So, so then, Richard, so, what is your motto of in life? What's your motto? What's your life motto? My life motto. Uh huh. Motto is uh, 
Hmm. Never give up. Okay. Never ever give up. You know. Okay. And uh, you know, all the possibilities will be. They're still there. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Just find them. Just uh, just seek them. Mm -hmm. So there were, there was a time when we met, like you were experimenting with Buddhism when I'm when I met you. And actually right. and actually and actually you, you were one of one of the people that turned me on to Nam Horinge Kyo. Um you know, Tina yeah. Turner, Herbie Hancock, the late Wayne Shorter, the late Tina Turner practice. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that was like an incredible experience for me. And I still practice. That's an incredible experience with me also. Uh -huh. And it still is an incredible experience with me. Uh -huh. Because with Buddhism, I saw it as a practice in positivity. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was like you get up and practice it. There's no uh, demagoguery and all that. And actually, the Buddhism that we did practice is not a religion, but it's more a philosophy. And it deals with uh, it deals with that. It deals with uh, universal type messages. So, yeah, I have a uh, an affinity, a strong affinity uh, to Nichiren uh, Shoshu. Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you you are a musician. Would you recommend others to pursue your career? Yeah, I would recommend others, uh, younger people, uh, to do that. But uh, it's changing now, mm -hmm. and um, what you have, particularly in jazz, is you have a most of the younger jazz guys they have degrees or master's degrees they go to their, their college mm -hmm. and the music sounds a little uh, a, a slight bit ever so slight bit more generic but that's okay mm -hmm. because to make a living doing this i would recommend recommend any young musician to uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh do his studies Mm -hmm. you know, on the university level or the conservatory level, mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? And and speaking about that, like that music coming from your soul, um, why did you name, you name your band Life Story, right? Yeah, the Life Story band. Wow. And why did you name it that? Richard Pearson's Life Story band happened because he, uh, gotten to the point where he like he listened to everything he heard in his life since his ears were open mm -hmm. right down from uh sitcom things to uh television commercial to uh jimmy hendrix to uh stevie wonder to classical music to everything you know when you think about it, you hear a lot of different stuff every day. If you turn on the TV, if you turn on the radio and everything. Mm -hmm. And then I like a lot of those old movies, uh, too, which a lot of uh, songs are written, written from. So uh, now I uh, incorporate like all of that into my composition. 
you know. Mm-hmm. It's my life story, you know, my stream of consciousness, so to speak, mm-hmm. about the music. I had, um, I did a um, program at the uh, uh, club one time, the DLB, and I had, um, let me see, I had clarinet, violin, and a cello accompanying uh, the rhythm section. Mm-hmm. And it had like what they would call a, a neoclassical sound. And I arranged some tunes for that unit. And that's the kind of stuff, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get into everything, uh-huh. you know, with the time I have left. I'm just trying to like this, you know, mm-hmm. and just, t- just play, just write, just do, do the thing mm-hmm. in earnest. I hear you. I hear that. Nobody knows what, how much time we got left. And speaking about time we got left, um, if you had a magic, if you can work magic on a magic stick or something, you know, you found a crystal ball or a magic stick in your house, what would you wish for now? Oh, what would I wish for? Uh-huh. Would it be money? Would it be um, more gigs, less gigs, um, a record deal, your parents, well, your health? Yeah, uh... Well, number one is the health, but also um, world peace. World peace and uh, everybody uh, acting and and being like they're supposed to be, a human being, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. That would mean a lot to me. I probably won't be able to see that, but that's what I would like to see. And, uh, uh, you know, I like uh, to make a... Uh, and, and to make a living and a statement uh, through my music, uh-huh. okay, and my art and, and my paintings, I'm kind of like uh, I do what's uh, been called folk art, mm-hmm. but I have a taste of impressionism also in it. It's like kind of a blend between the two mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you know, but I just you know, hey man, peace. You know, peace in the the family and all that kind of stuff, and just uh, yeah, that 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 would be fine with me. So, is that your formula for healing? Yeah, from former yeah. from challenging, you know, for, you know, really deep yeah. situations. Challenging deep situations is is you paint. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's what it is. I mean, we all get time here, mm-hmm. you know, so. I just want to make the uh, uh, positive, you know, let the positive outweigh the negative, oh. you know, when, uh, when the book is done. I hear you. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. What are you working I mean, on? I love people. Uh-huh. I love people. I love humanity, man. I really like, uh, love it. And I've been to the point where, you know, uh, my, perce- my perception is uh, keen in that I could see people and maybe even understand their plight or their reasoning or something like that. And that gives me, uh, that perspective uh, helps uh, me a lot in understanding uh, other people. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And with that being said, yeah, we could definitely use uh, Richard a lot of more understanding and dialogue, I mean, meaningful dialogue, and people listening to each other. So let's walk, let's take the 
listeners on a walk down to DLV and let's listen to some of your music. This evening we have Richard Pearson. He's a um, jazz musician, a musician. Let's say he's a musician. He's a great musician. And um, I'm going to end the podcast now. We're running out of time here, Richard. So um, okay. thank you so much, Richard, for joining us today. And uh, thank you for joining us today. And my my sincere Okay, yeah, if I can, I can get, get it out. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. My sincere prayers are for your health and your happiness and that you live out your lives to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening to the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast. My name is Bill Clark. Today, again, we had a great artist, Richard Pearson, and hopefully we'll be able to um, have him on the air again soon. So everybody, take care of yourself, take care of your health, and take care of your families. Have a wonderful and a victorious week.